Hello and welcome to episode 179 of the Codex Prime podcast for Wednesday, September 18, 2019. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's going on, everybody? That's right, we are here, and once again, the most diabolical hater, this side of the Mississippi, Kyle Chapman, has joined the chat live on Facebook. First. He's the first one here. He's the last one to leave sometimes. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we are glad to have you, our, my friend. Uh, big shout out to them for their uh, episode of UWO this past Monday. I was I was in and out of it because like, it was like so much going on. There was so much yeah. going on on my end. Yeah. And I was kind of upset about that. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I managed to catch most of it, but then I started dozing off like around uh, 10 o'clock. So I woke up to... Eddie and uh, Brian bickering on the air, which what was, <laughs> yeah. So I'll I'll definitely catch the the last like half hour or so. Um, but yeah, man, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, this is Wednesday, September eighteen, which means that this is the debut, the live TV debut of NXT on the USA Network. So we actually have that on the background on mute right now. So if we if you catch us glancing. Uh, to our to our left or to our right uh, uh, of the screen, then you'll then you'll know what we're looking at. Uh, we just saw the uh, main the first match on the card, which was a fatal four way between uh, the winner Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai, Bianca Belair and Mia Yim. Very good match. So it looks like Candice LeRae is the number one contender for Shayna Baszler's NXT Women's Championship. That should be a dope match. I was just now. I, I literally was just thinking that. Yeah, and of course you've got Adam Cole. Bay Bay. Yep. You say his name right, sir. <laughs> yes, uh, Adam Cole is going to defend. Well, not defend, but he's going to, you know, make an appearance. Uh, maybe he'll lay a challenge down uh, for his NXT Championship, and also we're going to see the Velveteen Dream defend his North American Championship against Roderick Strong. So maybe this will be the start of a all gold everything for the Undisputed Era. I, if that happens, I'm wearing my Undisputed Era shirt to work. Yeah, because it looks like Roddy Strong is the only one without the title, right? Only one. Yeah. And the uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, they're the first ever three-time NXT Tag Team Champions. Say it right. Three-time. 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 That's right. You know, it's just surpassing the Revival, a.k.a. Eddie Ortiz's favorite tag team. Five. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, they're, they broke the Revival's record. Uh, they were the first uh, two-time NXT Tag Team Champions. So, yeah, we'll see how this goes. And uh, depending on how things shake out, maybe uh, NXT, at least the first hour of NXT, will be some prime competition for AEW come October 2nd. Now, NXT being on the USA Network live, hopefully Vince McMahon will keep his grubby paws off of that product. Because if he has any influence, then it's all downhill from here. I really right. thought, I swear to God, <laughs> I swear to God I had that. What's going on, Brian? Hey, man, what's going on, Brian? Yeah, thank you for joining on the chat. Yes, we are live on Facebook, and uh, we do have some poll results uh, that oh, we wanted to get snap. into. Oh, snap, I forgot, I forgot about that. Okay. Um, yes. Ah, oh, snap. Yeah, so we had a, a Carl posted a Facebook uh, poll on our on the Codex Prime uh, page last week, uh, asking the question inspired by the hate you give, is macaroni and cheese 
a full meal or strictly a side dish? Okay. So, with uh, shout outs to keep go- to keep Cooper watching. Mm-hmm. Um, the poll results are out of only thirty seven votes. Okay. While twenty two people, well, yeah, while fifteen people did say did indicate that it was a full meal, including yourself. Mm-hmm. Twenty two people. Indicated that it was a side dish. So Damn. side dish wins. Uh, I know uh, Drax. Damn. Scounced. <laughs> Can you like send me what Key and Peele miss that came from? Uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. Look up Key and Peele terrorists on YouTube. It's just basically them like. Pronouncing, mispronouncing the word terrorist on a plane and it just like devolves into like weird Keganese. Um I I would I would agree to just let's agree to disagree with the side meal with the side dish uh people. Um, I understand where they're coming from, but I will say that uh macaroni and cheese can certainly be a full meal if you add some, you know, chicken to it. If you just mixed in some diced chicken or some applewood smoked bacon, as Brian Lopes is so proud to make. You know, you add some meat and cheese to that, and you got a full meal right there. And uh, you know, I mean, if 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 you if you substitute the the cheese with pasta sauce, then everybody would say that macaroni and pasta sauce would be a full meal in and of itself. So, what makes the cheese any different? I don't know. It, and it's very heavy too. But goddamn, read that. <laughs> read Brian's last comment. Uh, Brian says, "Full meal. The Russians rigged the vote. I demand a recount." <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I, I you know like I said, uh, it, it it's not strictly a side dish. I think that people who say that it's a side dish, they're used to uh, having it as a soul food portion, you know, with the collard greens on the side and the chicken, and like the cranberry sauce and whatnot, but and the cornbread. But you know, I mean, mac and cheese. Yo, I've always had it as a full meal, you know, a baked mac and cheese, mind you, not the box one. That's the fake kind. You know. Baked mac and cheese, it's a fulfilling meal. You come home from a hard day's work. You, you scoop some from the pot, from the from the pan, dump it on the bowl or in, or in a plate. You go to town, put some Tabasco on that, like I, like, like I want to do, and you're good. I'm going cool, to read Kyle's. Okay. It's a side dish. <laughs> <laughs> you have, that's the only way you could have read that comment. <laughs> Oh man, uh, let's see. Uh, Keith says it's your mac. It's your mac a side dish. I I said Max is supposed to give you the itis. Um, well, if it's a whole bowl, I'm su- I, su- I suppose it can give you the itis for sure. I still can't read. Uh, looks like uh, we're we're watching some NXT uh, live. Looks like we have two uh, brand new stars here. I don't know their names because I have it on mute. They did compete in the NXT breakout tournament. Mm-hmm. Some, oh, okay, match oh, over. But anyways, yeah, okay, cool. Box is a side dish. Homemade is a full meal. Box can actually be a full meal too. If you're on team struggle, yeah. If you're on that financial <laughs> struggle, when them thirty five cent, them thirty five cent boxes can fill you. They could, yeah. You know, you sprinkle some black pepper on there, some spices on there if you need to, some extra extra flavor if you want to be... use black pepper. If you want to feel a little fancy, you know. <laughs> Trevor Lee. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Okay, Trevor Lee won. Wasn't he on the um the pro the um not the progress, but man, what was it? The Evolve show. I think so. I haven't watched the Evolve show. Um, but okay. Yeah. Shout out to B Rob watching. Hey, what's up, man? But yeah, man, mac and cheese, a uh, full meal side dish. We can all get along. That that one is a agree to disagree. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, just as long as you're not, uh, you know, putting walnuts or raisins or anything crazy like that. Like, the fuck would do such a thing? Uh, people only named Karen and Becky. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> Good oh, answer. Gosh. Yeah. But yeah, let's. Uh, uh, so Keith says that the refs will allow if you're on team struggle, no poor shaming. I agree. <laughs> yes, thumbs up for that for that one. Trust me, I've been there many times. Oh yeah, struggle is too real, man. But oh, oh snap, we got the Velveteen Dream Wear your glasses. They were right here last week. Oh, they're in the bedroom. Hey. Yes. <laughs> I don't... Yes, Velveteen Dream Black Excellence, the uh, North American champion. Our north american champion you know when we went to nxt that day like i i've seen an energy out of you that i've never seen before yes. i mean this dude was wow and just doing the pose i'm just like this well. i tried to get it but the room was too dark yeah <laughs> and then i was already like zoomed in on the video on velveteen's entrance because i was supposed to get it for i was getting it for brian mm-hmm. but um but yeah, uh, let's... Uh... folks. <laughs> <laughs> we got something for them folks a little later on. Who are them folks? W-Y-P-I-P-O. Ah, okay. I gotcha. <laughs> but yes, uh, let's get into some stuff, what, we, what we've been up to um, this past week. Uh, for me, I've, uh, I've watched uh, two great movies uh, this past weekend. They're in theaters now. Uh, first movie is called Hustlers. Uh, that was a date night movie, wasn't it? No, I, I saw that on my own. Uh, Hustlers, it's it's the new movie uh, directed and written by Lorene Scafaria, who directed the 2012 feature Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, which starred Steve Carell and Keira Knightley. Uh, this film stars Constance Wu, Jennifer Lopez, Julia Stiles, Kiki Palmer, Lily Reinhardt, and with cameos by Lizzo and Cardi B. Ugh. But um, I hate that Lizzo song. So no. <laughs> you even know, do you even know the song? I probably have heard it. Oh, you definitely twice. heard it. Yeah, I don't listen to the radio, but I probably heard it on Spotify. Or I probably heard. I my... just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm a hundred percent that bitch. Oh, I've never heard that actually. Really? Really? Have you been outside? I've been outside. I just never heard it. You cannot make one day without hearing that song. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I've heard it somewhere, but I just never. It's just uh, like noise to me. I just didn't really put put anything to it. What that song is? I'm not a fan of the song. But mm. guess who's a DJ and has to play it? This guy. Yeah, got to give the people what they want. Yeah. But yeah, Hustlers. Uh, this is a really cool film. It's actually based on a true story. It was uh, adapted from a New York Magazine uh, article from 2015 called. Uh, the Hustlers at Scores, but written by Jessica Pressler. And 
Hustlers, it stars Constance Wu. She plays a, a, an aspiring stripper named uh, uh, Dorothy, stage name Destiny. And uh, she's basically, you know, it's, the story takes place first in 2007, and then it fast forwards to 2013, where she's uh, interviewing, um, where she's being interviewed by Julia Stiles' character. And, uh, and back in 2007, uh, uh, Constance Wu's character, uh, Dorothy, she's an aspiring stripper, but she's kind of having trouble, you know, scoring some, you know, high profile clients in the club, you know, she's having trouble, you know, getting their attention. And so... Uh, uh, J-Lo's character, uh, Ramona, takes her under her wing, and she's like the veteran there. She's like the most popular strip te- stripper stripper in the club, and uh, she basically, uh, you know, inspires her to step her game up. You know, okay, these are the moves. This is how you work the pole. This is how you uh, get get clients. This is how you get the highest paying clients to to kind of give you to kind of you know make it rain if you will and so you know they they strike so so uh so so does so dorothy and ramona they strike a they strike a friendship and then uh everything is good they're making bank hand over fist until 2008 when the uh great recession happens when you know when the wall street crash all those uh, shitty stockbrokers and douchebags on wall street you know fleece the country and you know we went broke mm-hmm. wolf of wall street i fucking <laughs> love that movie so much oh yeah this is, this is kind of similar in some respects. I've never seen drug use in such a way in my entire life. Yeah. But yeah, and uh and and when the stock when the when the Wall Street crash happens, the Great Recession, uh they're all of a sudden like it's like from 60 to 0. Like they're not making any money. All the high profile Wall Street clients stop going to the club and you know the the strippers are trying to make ends meet. Um so Ramona comes up with the idea of, okay, let's look through our long client list of all these Wall Street dudes. Um, let's, let's, you know, let's seduce them. Let's drug them, run their credit cards in the club, and then take their money. And then when they come to, when they recover, you know, they, they'll just think, they'll, they'll just brush it off like, oh, man, I must have had a wild night. I spent all this money already. I must have maxed out. So that's what they do. They actually, they actually uh, seduce a bunch of these Wall Street dudes. They, they take them to the club. They they seduce them. They you know they get them high on their on their on on their drugs that they make. It's like a mix, mixture of MDMA and ketamine, and they like wipe. It's like a memory wipe altering drug. They max out their credit cards and they're making bank left and right. Boom boom boom. But nothing lasts forever. They run into some problems and then you know their friendship is put to the test and some things go down, man. It's in re- really unexpected ways, but man. I gotta tell you, Hustlers. This is one of the year's most surprising films for many reasons. One, uh, the two lead performances from J Lo and Constance Wu. Like Constance Wu, she was in last year's Crazy Rich Asians. Okay. Like she was, she was really good in this film. Like she was, she was ter- terrific. But Jennifer Lopez, shh, dude, yo, this is for my money, Jennifer Lopez's best acting performance. Like since Selena and Out of Sight back in the nineties, like there is talk of like her getting some potential awards buzz because that's how good she is. I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, like Jennifer Lopez was like, wow! Like the like her performance, her character, her characterization was just amazing. Like she really brought it in a way that I've never really seen her uh, bring it before, and. Um, and what's great about her performance is that she's a character who you understand her motivations 100. Um, 
and and also yeah and also yeah her and Constance Wu and like Kiki Palmer and Lily Reinhardt Gosh, like like all like they're, like they're all they're all they're all in the same racket if you will but what's cool about this film is that and because it's directed by a female filmmaker uh, Lorraine Scafaria it's not leery it's not male gazy so it's not like looking at these strippers like ah look at all these look at all these titties and ass ah no it's not like that but I mean, you clearly see some because of, uh, you know, the yeah, subject sure. matter. But it's done in a way that it's, A, it's empowering. It, it respects the craft, if you will, of of pole dancing. And it, it all these characters are three-dimensional. And plus it's based on a real, on a true story. So it has that added dimension to it. So it kind of has similar vibes to Wolf of Wall Street in that respect. And I will say, yes, for thirsty mofos like, like Kyle Chapman... And yourself, <laughs> when you watch Jennifer Lopez's introduction, her first scene in Hustlers, oh my God, y'all will have a stroke. Let us be thirsty. SMH. Like, yo, like y'all, like, like, fo- like folks like yourself and Kyle and other, and other thirsty crumb bums out there, y'all, y'all are going to watch this movie for, for all the wrong reasons. But please, for everyone else, watch Hustlers for the storytelling. Watch Hustlers for the great performances. J-Lo, Constance Wu, watch them and come award season. This is, a, this is a damn good film. One of the year's best. Please see it. It's in theaters now. You really think that it'll, um, it'll get the attention of the Academy? It should. Um, like no, bougie, them motherfuckers are. They've they've kind of loosened up here and there, like yeah, in recent nobody's years, because wa- nobody's watching Oscars anymore. I want to say nobody, but um, nah, you know what I mean. The ratings yeah. aren't like what they used to be, right? Yeah, and um, definitely Golden Globes uh, for sure. But um, if, if if the Academy is serious, and they definitely need to. Uh, nominate J-Lo uh, and Constance Wu for this movie because they really brought it. Like, man, they they really should get the get get some nominations. Top 10 of the... Top 10? Potentially. Potentially. We'll see. We'll see if it reaches my top 12 uh, of the year. You do a top 12. That's right. Yeah. Um, and so there's that. And I'm looking to my our, our uh, left here, and we're looking at the Velveteen Dream defending his NXT championship against Roderick Strong. So if you're watching NXT Live, that's the match that's going down right now. So yes, the Dream versus the Messiah of the Backbreaker. Oh man, we, we, I can't wait, man. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm just gonna be looking to my right here and there. So yeah, that's one movie. You know, kudos to you because you was able to break that down and still. Watch Velveteen's dream from the corner of the eye. <laughs> Watch his entrance. Oh yeah, of course. Which was literally your damn Halloween costume, <laughs> minus yeah. the um, minus the turban. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I mean, Velveteen Dream, man. He, like he's a star, and you know, Vince McMahon keeps keeps away from him, then he'll flourish. Mister Velveteen, that's just gonna be that's gonna be his name when he gets called up to Raw. Uh, yeah, and they'll probably pair, pair him up with Fandango. Like Fashion Files Chapter Two or some shit. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, the second movie I saw, uh, which I recommend, it's an independent feature. It's called The Peanut Butter Falcon. Um, it stars Shia LaBeouf, uh, Dakota Johnson, uh, John Hawks, Bruce Dern, and Thomas Hayden Church. And it's also the debut feature of a young actor, um, Zach Gottsagen. Uh, who's uh, actually a young man with Down syndrome in real life. 
And the film uh, stars Zach as a 22-year-old. He's with Down, he has Down syndrome, and he's living in a nursing home in North Carolina. And uh, and um, he's cared for by Dakota Johnson's character Eleanor, who's an aide in a nursing home. And then, you know, one and you know uh, Zach, he's a big uh, uh, wrestling fan, and he has this, he has a dream of meeting his hero, which is uh, this old 80s wrestler p- played by Thomas Hayden Church. Named Saltwater Redneck. <laughs> so yeah, in the movie, Zach's watching his VHS tape in his room. He he wants to meet him because he's his hero. And so one night he escapes the nursing home and he's on the run. And so he runs into um, Shia LaBeouf's character named Tyler, who's this drifter, and he's like a illegal crab fisherman. Like he basically like uh, goes into like the into the Delta and he steals like. Uh, a, a rival fisherman's crab supply and sells them on the market and so he runs afoul of a, of a rival uh, crab fisherman named duncan played by uh, john hawks he puts the whooping on him and says yo stop stealing my shit or i'm gonna have to kill you and so tyler responds by burning his supply and he and he goes on the run and so while tyler's on the run he meets up with zach and then they're both they both link up together and they go on, a, on on an adventure meanwhile they're being pursued by uh by duncan and his crew and uh eleanor from the nursing home who's looking for zach because he escaped uh this is a this is a really sweet really delightful movie i really enjoyed the performances especially from uh from zach uh Gottsagen, who's like this is his debut performance and shia labeouf was was ter- was fantastic in this movie uh, Shia LaBeouf, like I really liked his character. Um, he was a guy who, um, who, who basically en- helps enable Zach to realize his potential. He doesn't treat him with kid gloves. Like he, yeah, he sees him. Yeah, he has Down syndrome, but he's not gonna treat him like he's like a complete imbecile or is totally incapable of you know living life. So he kind of like, kind of like you kind of see like their chemistry build. Like they butt heads at first, and then they kind of build that friendship. Um, I really liked their their relationship in the film and how that develops. Um, and I also, and I won't spoil this, but I really, really liked the two cameos. I already got. I already looked. At, I looked it up on Wikipedia. I already got. Yeah. So I, we won't spoil it <laughs> right. uh, for our listeners. But when I saw those two cameos in the movie, that put a big smile on my face. Oh, you marked like, out. I did. Like that. The movie earned like ten points on my on my on my rate on my scale. How was Yellow Yellow Wolf's performance? Uh, he played Rat Boy. Uh, Yellow Wolf? Who's Yellow Wolf? Yellow Wolf's a rapper from, like, I want to say, like, Alabama. He was signed to Shady Records, like, um, so, uh, a couple of years back, back when, like, Slaughterhouse joint signed to them as well. Mm-hmm. Like, he was in that. He was. I remember he was in that uh, Source cover. Oh, okay. I, I listened to his first album. It was all right. Mm-hmm. He had this one song called Till It Was Gone that I really liked. They would play, it was play, featured on uh, Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but yeah, um, you get it? <laughs> I did, but yeah, man, uh, yeah, those those cameos made me smile. So yeah, the the Peanut Butter Falcon, um, it's a really sweet film. It's delightful. It's definitely worth watching. It's still playing in theaters now. Um, if you want to look for something original, um, not that's not a sequel or not a reboot or what what have you, check out the Peanut Butter Falcon. Um, especially if you're if you're a wrestling fan, there's there, there, there's definitely something in it for you, especially at, towards the end. Also, Hustlers, like I mentioned before, those two films definitely check those out uh, this weekend if you can. Two hmm. great films. Oh, John Berthold was in it. 
Yeah, he's in it for, for like a very brief appearance. Like he plays uh, Shia LaBeouf's bro- character's brother. Oh, okay. Like he only appears in flashbacks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's you know pretty much uh, what I have, what I've been up to, and I have, and I'll talk about some something else that's been on my mind as well. Uh oh. Yeah. Victorant. <laughs> well, we'll see. Victorant. But uh, but yeah, what about you, man? What you got? Uh, not very much. As of late, it's been. I honestly, I've been like, I had to watch a, I had to watch a lot of ID TV. <laughs> Invest ID TV. What's that for? Investigate in, investigation, discovery. Oh okay. But anyway, yeah. So I've been watching like a lot of like crime documentaries because my girl is just into. She's into that all that. Mm-hmm. Some I actually did get into. Yeah. It's just like, yo, these are some there's some pretty like fucked up people in this world. Yes. But um kinda just is what it is. But uh but I managed to I started this new show which is on Netflix. Yeah. Um it's called Money Heist. Okay. Yeah, I was watching I was actually I went to go get my hair cut last week and um my barber was just watching it and you know, you're with your barber, you know, you're gonna talk, shoot the shit. Yeah. I talked for a very little bit. And then I asked him about what he was watching and all that, and I was literally like quiet, because mm-hmm. I and I'm basically as he's turning around, I'm like trying to like see the screen. He's like, yeah, yeah, into. He's like having me trying to move my head, and he's like, yeah, it, it's the it's like it's the show. You're into it. I'm like, yeah, it's like very action packed. So, um, Money Heist is actually a Spanish heist crime drama series. Um, in the opening credits is I was called La Casa de Papel. Mm-hmm. Meaning the paper house, yep. which is originally um, it, it originally aired on the Antenna Antenna Three Spanish Network from Spain, mm-hmm. and then it it, it was um, aired from May to November of 2017, and then later on that year, Netflix acquired the uh, global streaming streaming rights. But it's about a group of robbers assault the Spanish royal mint to pull out the perfect robbery and take home 2.4 billion euros. Mm. And it was just like a, a bit of a slow start, but it's like you're really drawn into it because mm-hmm. you know it's, it's you know the early in the episode. I only watched was able to watch the first episode, and you're just like getting to you're starting to get to know some of the characters, mm-hmm. like all the characters. First, of all, it's um it's not subtitled or anything. Only if they show like Spanish words or whatever, and then they'll subtitle for you. Yeah. But it's uh English dubbed. Okay, so it does get a little cheap. Does get a little the acting does sound a little cheesy yeah. here and there, but they are mainly just reading the translated lines. Mm-hmm. But um, each character they don't even reveal their real name from what I saw, but they're named after cities. Mm, okay. So like these group, they're all living together and they're under the tutelage, under the direction of a man called the professor, okay. who has studied for like years about how to you know rob the Spanish royal mint, which is where they print, where they produce. Euros in Spain. Yeah. And so he's like, all right, we're not allowed to know anybody's real name. Mm-hmm. So you, you are all named after cities. Okay. So like the lead actress, um, she's actually named out. She, her name's Tokyo. There's a set of twins. Their names are Helsinki and Oslo. Mm-hmm. Um, a father who's a father. He can actually, he knows how to just like break into any safe. Mm-hmm. Knows all any power tool to use to break into a safe. Uh, what the hell was his name? 
I think it was like Chicago or something. He has like two sons. Everything. Everybody was named after a different city, mm-hmm. and they're pulling off the heist. Like the heist starts like right in the first episode. Yeah. So he's just wondering. I'm like, okay, like, how are they pulling this off? How are they doing this in the first episode when there's already three seasons in it? They're mm-hmm. called parts, mm-hmm. but there's three seasons of it. So it's like, they must be robbing more. Mm-hmm. You know, there's got to be there's got to be more to this. So that's yeah. what already sinks you in. And then from what I saw when I was at the barbershop, I'm like, no, this is like, it's very graphic. Like lots and lots of blood, mm. lots of guns, lots of fighting. Wow. Sounds like a good, really good time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm definitely gonna be um, tuning into that more. And also, this is one of one of the uh, trades that I snagged when you went through your when you was uh, decluttering. Mm-hmm. And it was Wolverine's Old Man Logan, mm-hmm. written by uh, Mark Miller and the art by Steve McNiven. Yeah. So what is it about? And I'm pretty sure that when you got it, you reviewed it. Yeah, I probably yeah I probably like mentioned mentioned it a little bit well, like early episodes. But in the future, yeah. Logan lives a quiet life. He has a family and all that. But after a traumatic experience, he decided I'm not gonna go to. I'm not about the superhero life anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm the, the claws are in, mm-hmm. and I will no longer put them. I will no longer put out the claws. Yeah, like I'm done. So he lives in a di- you know in a future where you know the supervillains have kind of just taken over now that the superheroes are all gone and they were dead. Yeah. So he um he's living with his family and whatever, and then he has a uh, encounter with the Hulk's children, mm-hmm. who are evil. Yep. He has um and they actually own the property that he's renting from, and they came up short. They was a bit poor. He's working as a farmer, by the way. Mm-hmm. And he's they came up short. So they beat him up, but he would not fight back. Mm-hmm. He would not put the claws out mm. for anything. His healing factor is not what it used to be, similar to you know the movie Logan. Mm-hmm. And then he gets a friend. He gets a visit from uh, old man Hawkeye, mm. who's actually blind from um, what the fuck is it? people who smoke weed for their cataracts. Yep. <laughs> All right. So mm-hmm. um, and he asks him, "Come on, can you um?" I need you. I need you to just help me drive across the country to make this delivery. It's a very important delivery. So much money is in it for you, and obviously they need the money. Mm-hmm. So they're taking it, and they're just going through a wild cross-country adventure where they have different, different encounters and stuff. And it's actually um, pretty interesting. There's a couple of twists that are in there, but I enjoyed this one very much. Mm-hmm. Like as a matter of fact, when I was done, I was actually. When I was done, I was like, why the fuck would Vic throw this one away? That's fucking his mind now. Yeah, I liked it, but I'm like, I'm not going to read it again. Yeah, sometimes I do. I mean, but it was very, it was very, very good. Mm. Thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. So, yeah, if you look, look for it, old Wolverine, Old Man Logan, mm-hmm. written by Mark Miller. And he's always a bit, he's a pretty, he's been a good writer too, because I was a very, I was a huge fan of his Prodigy series and from Image. Mm hmm. And then another one, I started watching this before before I came here, mm-hmm. and it's a Hulu special. I mean, it's a Hulu uh, series called uh, Wu-Tang, an American Saga. Oh, I've heard of that. And um, at, I'm only like in the first 20 minutes of it, and I'm just like, God damn, I have to leave. Like, mm-hmm. I was so upset. So, it, honestly, it's a biography series based on the... Um, based on the story of the Wu-Tang Clan, starring um, Ashton Sanders as the RZA, Shamik Moore as Raekwon. Okay. 
um, Sadiq Sanderson as Ghostface, Dave, rapper Dave East as Method Man. Amateur activist, like, you know what? He's kind of nailing it right now. Mm-hmm. Like, the way he talks and stuff, you know, TJ, uh, TJ Adams as ODB. Mm-hmm. He looks like he can be ODB son. Wow. I got to see that. Yeah. Uh, Janelle Xavier Young as the Jizza, Joey Badass as Expect the Deck, and Caleb Castillo as um, Capadonna. Mm-hmm. And it's it starts off with a huge bang, and it's actually tiny bit. It's a tiny bit of a spoiler. Um, who is it? Ghostface was sitting there, with, you know, helping raising his um his brothers mm-hmm. who are both in who are both in who both have disabilities, both wheelchair bound. Yeah. Reading com- reading comic books and watching anime, mm-hmm. which is freaking cool because it's like. And he's sitting there like, yo, which one of you, which one of your com- which one of my comics you reading? Oh, Iron Man. You see, you know what? This is when he was paralyzed. But you know what? Because a bitch got to him and all that. Staten Island, early 90s. Mm-hmm. Oh, the baggy jeans. <laughs> the baggy clothes. <laughs> but he's like, he's even though he's in a wheelchair, he's still a superhero. So it was, that was very uplifting. It shows like a very small, lighter side of, you know, him and his brother and his mom's, you know, Alcoholic was passed out, and mm-hmm. then the house gets shot up. Oh, who does it turn out to be to actually shoot to shoot up the house? Who is it? Raekwon. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm just like now I'm like itching to go back home and watch this because I'm like, okay, Raekwon, and he knows who did it too. Okay. So from where I was from where I was watching, Ghostface is looking for Raekwon to you know handle that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and then that's it. That's pretty much like where I left off. So I'm like, Raekwon shoots up Ghostface's house, mm-hmm. almost killing his family. Jeez. But they're in the greatest rap group of all time together. Yeah. And they've practically like made album, pseudo albums together. Yeah. How about that? It's funny how life works. <laughs> From shooting up a house, almost killing you and your family. Mm. I need to see more of this. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a story. That's a story that needs uh, needs investigating. So it's, I mean, well, I guess bygones have been bygones or whatever. But it's like I, I, I don't know. A, but I want to watch more. Yeah, it's a hell of a bygone. <laughs> you think? <laughs> So yeah, I'm in, I'm itching to watch more of that. Also, Money Heist, mm-hmm. that's very action packed. And then also, I have been uh, collecting the Marvel facsimile editions. I'm not sure if you ever heard of these, but these are these are exact reprints of classic comics that you know you can't really find anymore because obviously they're so expensive. But yeah, mm-hmm. here's one. Of the first appearance of Wolverine, oh. uh, the early Guardians of the Galaxy, Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. Dazzler, Howard the Duck number one, the Defender, the original Defenders, which consist of Hulk, Namor, Doctor Strange, uh, Spider Man, and they're, they're all just not number ones. They're just ver- various issues. Um, the Amazing Spider Man with at his first appearance as End of the Venom symbiote, uh, an original Star Wars, New Mutants, 
the first appearance of Domino. These are the ones that I have that came out so far. The first X-Men, the first giant-sized X-Men, the special Phoenix Must Die issue, X-Factor number 987, and then the, the latest one to come out was Spider-Woman. And if you actually look at them, uh, yeah, I can go. Yeah, how much did these cost? Just regular normal, just regular comic price. Four bucks. I mean, it's not, oh yeah, four or five bucks or whatever. Hmm. And if you actually look in, look inside them, they're literally the exact copies. I mean, the advertisements. Oh, wow. Are from the original, like, this is, this is an old, I don't even know what ad this is. That's a vintage one. Is that Steve Martin? Huh? Young Steve Martin on there? Is it really? It looks like him. No, nah, it's just an ad, just an average white guy. Hmm. But, I mean, there's one that I saw, I want to say the New Mutants one that I, that I have, the first appearance of Deadpool. Mm -hmm. But you can actually see the advertisement of a Tiger handheld game system. <laughs> I remember those. Black Dragon Fighting Society. Where you had to sign up, rip a piece off, and sign up and put it in the mail <laughs> instead of just going online. My goodness. So, I mean, if so, definitely, like, if you're a collector, and I mean, I know, it's hard to get these. A lot of these are all great. A lot of the originals are all graded. I mean, go for, I recommend going for these. And you can, and they're cool to, like, go back and just read the original stories. Mm-hmm. Very fun, very fun to do so. So okay. you can find that they're releasing them almost every week, probably like once every two weeks, I believe. Mm -hmm. And there's still like two that I need to get. I know there was the Alpha Flight one, and and it was an old Silver Surfer issue, which I can't remember as of right now. I think those are the only two that I'm missing, which I can probably find at like Midtown or whatever. But mm -hmm. definitely wow. fun to get, fun to get those. Wow. Got these from Rococos? Yeah. Mm, okay. Nice. And that's pretty much and that's it. All right. Yeah. And uh let's see. Oh, looking looking uh over toward the uh television here, Roddy Roderick Strong. It's got the Velveteen Dream and the Boston Crab in the center of the ring. Velveteen Dream struggling to get to the ropes. Is the is the North American title slipping from his fingers? The dream just inches away, inches away from the ropes, or will he lose it all? Will the Messiah of the Backbreaker prevail? Oh, oh, I thought I was a tap. Nope, it wasn't a tap. I was close. Oh, he gets to the ropes. We're providing color commentary here. I can imagine <laughs> like this match was gonna be so far. Hence why we will be moving to Tuesdays. Yes, and of course, the Undisputed Era is surrounding the ring. Adam Cole, Roder uh, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly. Will this be in the bag for the Messiah of the Backbreaker? I, I would freaking lose my shit. Yeah, the if Roddy wins. Yeah, Roderick Strong of uh, the Undisputed Era is one title away from securing all of the men's NXT championships. Irish Whip. Uh, back body drop from the Velveteen Dream. Okay, we gotta move on. We gotta, we gotta move on. <laughs> but yeah, man. Oh well, it's like three minutes left, so I don't know. If Is it really just a one-hour special, though? Well, it's yeah. The first hour 
on live TV and the ref ref bump, <laughs> of course. Ref that be one. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, we're we're just we're just we're just watching this uh, match right now. Uh, looks like oh, Dream Valley Driver from Patrick Clark, super kick to Cole. And a right hand with authority by the dream onto Kyle O'Reilly, but oh. a high knee. And there it is. End of heartache. Crack. The referee's coming to one, two, and oh, no. Fuck, I really thought he had it. Yeah, two point nine. Roderick Strong was just half a second away from becoming the new North American champion. I can't Ma- hear you. Come on, Mauro. I can't hear you. Mama Mia. Not, that's not Mauro. That. Is- well, I'm not fucking Mauro Nalo. Okay. <laughs> All right. Don't 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 fucking criticize me, Carl. But listen. I have to. But Dude. but listen, man. Oh, what's this? Another Dream Valley driver. Second attempt, and he connects. He's gonna go to the go to the top row for the purple rainmaker. But Adam Cole super kicks Dream in the face. Do it, do it, do it. I already know what I'm wearing to work tomorrow. Correct. There it is. Messiah, the end of heartache. One, two, three. All four. And the winner of this match and the new NXT North American champion, Roderick Strong. What a hell of a way to cap off the first hour of NXT Live on the USA Network. All gold, everything for the Undisputed Era. Finally. Please tell me they all got the belts. They all got their belts on them. They yep. Ha- yep. Yep. Oh, man. Roderick now, that picture, That final picture is going to be gold. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, it's literal gold, man. Adam Cole, your NXT champion. Roderick Strong, the North American champion. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, your NXT tag team champions. Oh, man. Uh, Velveteen Dream, he held the title since February. Valiantly defended defended it for most of the year, but tonight was not his night. He finally loses. They're holding all of their championships up triumphantly. All gold, everything. Man, the undisputed era. Pose with it. Do the pose. Do the pose. Yep, they're doing the pose. Oh, yes. Oh. All right. So there we go. That was the first hour. Second hour is on the network, right? Yep. Second hour is on the network. Kind of a kind of a awkward way to to watch the the series, the show, but. You know, I'll, I'll watch the whole thing tomorrow. Yeah, but it's a hell of a way to uh, to start off uh, NXT Live on the USA Network. But yeah, shout out to the to Roderick Strong. Glad he got it though. Me too. I'm wearing my shirt tomorrow. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So yeah, so it's streaming. Lo- so it's gonna be streaming the second hour live on uh, on the WWE Network. Uh, but street, speaking of uh, streaming services, um, I want to talk about a, talk a bit about the streaming bubble that 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 seems to be uh, proliferating uh, as of late. You know how people like have uh, cut the cord uh, in recent years, like avoiding cable packages. You know, you're you're you're, expen- you're, you're buying these expensive cable packages with basically nothing on TV, only maybe one or two channels. And you know, people people flock to like your Netflixes, your Amazons, your Hulu's, but now, but now, like you've got 
so many you got a saturation of so many uh streaming services out there that basically like everything old is new again streaming the streaming model is basically replicating the old cable model because now you've got like stuff like HBO Max, Go, and now you got upcoming Disney Plus. You've got CBS All Access, Apple TV, ESPN Plus, Stars, Showtime, uh, the WWE Network, YouTube TV, the Criterion Channel. There's really one. Yep, since uh, April. That's a replacement for uh, Filmstruck, which uh, closed its doors last year. Mm. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll try to hold on because there was one. There was one tweet I meant to send it to you, and then I got sidetracked. Mm. Yeah, there was a. There's also Voodoo, the NBA League Pass, NFL Sunday Ticket, DC Universe, Crunchyroll, BET Plus, Warner Media, etc. Yeah, so many of them. Yeah, and it kind of makes me wonder if the streaming bubble is gonna burst sooner rather than later. Because like you have, because it's it's like death by a thousand cuts. Because you have people that are going to be spending, like you know, the monthly cost is going to add up if you have like multiple streaming services one at a time, and even if you get like a annual plan, like you pay like a yearly fee, all that stuff adds up, and then you it boils down to like maybe a few shows that you'll that you'll keep up with, like exclusive shows, and then like the rest is like, yeah, okay, I can do without. I I just say that the 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 streaming service bubble is gonna burst eventually. Like it's just, it's gonna be way too oversaturated, and then it's like, well, we're gonna have to come up with something that's totally different than what came before, because it's like it's like streaming services like are replicating the old cable model, like you know, fifty two services and nothing on basically, but you're paying a monthly fee for like all those services. I don't know. What do you think? Um. I, I definitely see I I see your point where it's gonna be so much. I think that's the be- the good thing about it is like you can choose a select few that you want. Mm-hmm. Like okay, my the ones that I have are obviously Netflix, Hulu. Um, I actually don't pay for Hulu because mm-hmm. it come, I I have Sprint. Yeah. So Hulu comes free. Nice. Um, I do have HBO. I'm getting Disney Plus. Uh, VRV, which is free. Crunchyroll is free. Mm-hmm. They have premium packaging, but like, it's not. But I, I really don't need. I really don't need it. Uh, might as well throw Twitch into the fold too, because they have like actual shows. Yeah. Impact. Yeah. I get that notification all the time. Like, they need Impact's on. I'm like, how much is Impact on? Yeah. But um, yeah, there's so much. I think that's just the beauty part of it is like you can just select which ones, and you don't have to have all of them. Mm-hmm. Whereas like with cable, you're getting a you know you're paying like what a hundred, a hundred and change. Yeah. And then you're probably only watching what three of those channels. Yep. Well, as with the streaming services, you can only watch those three channels. Yeah. But even then, like you're probably just watching maybe one show from each of them that you're following consistently, and the rest is like, eh, you know, I, I can do without. Like, like maybe like if you have Netflix, maybe you're catching up with say, I don't know, Orange is the New Black, which just ended. But like you're you're watching that show, and then maybe The Office, 
like for as long as Netflix has it until NBC takes it away. Yeah, which is about to happen. And they're, but they're but they're replacing it with Seinfeld, which is a show I never watched and never like cared for. Yeah, Seinfeld. Eh, it has it definitely has its fans, but yeah, think it's like it's just, yeah, it's a show basically about nothing. Yeah, but but yeah, it's like. Um, I mean, it's just picky and choosy, picking your battles and stuff. Like, I basically have, I had HBO now for, I have HBO now for, you know, Ballers and Secure. I had it for Game of Thrones. But, you know, there's still other things to, you know, offer. So it's just like a small alternative. But here's the thing. You don't necessarily have to have all of them. I don't have CBS Access. Yeah. There's like nothing on CBS Access that I really want to rush to just rush to watch. Like, okay, Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. I heard it was good, but I don't know anybody else who's. I heard good things about it, but I don't know. Have no. I, I don't know anybody who even has that. Yeah, me neither. Um, the NFL package. Yeah, I'm a I'm a football fan, but so um, I'll have it. You know, I have it just in case I want to catch like a Thursday game or whatever. NBA, I don't have. I don't. I'm a ca- I'm more of a casual NBA fan. Mm-hmm. Um. ESPN, same thing. It depends on like if they're showing like if I want to catch a Monday night game. TVs are busy, but yeah, I have it on the PlayStation. So yeah, boom, just mm-hmm. throw on the PlayStation, whatever. Yeah, it it, it all depends on your pre your preference. Like I I have there's a lot to watch. There's still a lot to watch on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like with Money Heist. Wu Tang, um, Hulu with Wu Tang. That's how, and then also I can catch up on my This Is Us, which will be starting real soon. Mm. Um, I mean, it all depends on like what fits for you. Yeah, you personally. Yeah, like I, th- I think that like with that, like there's a lot of like streaming services that are gonna be like really niche, like really niche shows that maybe like a small segment of the population would watch. And so, like, those niche uh, services will cater to them. Like, for example, like, DC Universe. Like, it has a bunch of shows that nobody watches. I know one person. <laughs> well, they watch it on a fire stick. I know one, you only know one person who watches uh, Titans. Oh, one person. Well, that's, that's, two people because they're her son. Her son. <laughs> hmm, that's two people more than I would think of. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, I, you know who's in that show? Uh, Titans? Who? Brendan Fraser. Really? Oh Wait, shit. I want to say it was Titan. So um hold on. Let me actually look it up. Dang, what happened to Brendan Fraser? That's a good man. Cause I liked Bedazzle as a kid. Yeah, Bedazzle, Wait. the mummy movies. <laughs> yeah, he was in Gods and Monsters with Ian McKellen. That was a really good one. Uh back in ninety eight. Yeah, no, like- it's he's in um he he's in Titans, mm-hmm. but he's also in Doom Patrol. Okay. He plays Robot Man. Okay. Well, good for him. Yeah, he's he's working. That's what I like. <laughs> so he, you he's working. Apparently, he's been working. Oh. He's on an episode. Okay, Scrubs and then there's Wishology, Texas Rising, The Affair, Nightcap, Trust, Condor, Titans, and Doom Patrol. Mm. That's just TV shows, and I'm on his Wikipedia right now. He's, he's okay. He back in twenty. He was in The Nut Job. Mm-hmm. Uh, as his voice, he provided the voice. Poison, the Poison Rose. These are his movies. Yeah. Line of Descent. I've never heard. There's a lot of them I haven't heard. Behind of. the Curtain of Night. Nope. Oh, but that's why these are in post production. Uh, Breakout. Yeah, he he kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. He was in oh the Revenge of the Mummy theme park ride. Mm. Um. 
Okay, I didn't see why. But even then, it's just, yeah, I was really shocked by that. Wow. Oh, good for him. He's at least he's working. I like that. That's that's good to hear. But but yeah, I think that in the future, eventually, like with streaming services, they're gonna like bundle a whole bunch, like you know, like like a cable package. Like oh, like pay like sixty bucks a month for like these five services. Oh yeah, that's definitely happening. Yeah, that's where it's gonna go eventually. Because I think people are gonna start complaining and be start realizing that wait a minute, I'm paying mm. multiple monthly fees for what? Yeah, it's gonna be yeah, it's that they're definitely gonna do that. I mean, some are even giving giving away for free. Like obviously, if you have Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. you get Prime TV. Yep. Which is which is pretty conv- it's pretty convenient. Like they have their original stuff, but then you have like a plethora of movies that you can like get. Yeah. Um. Like it, it, it just all depends on like your personal reasonings for getting those for getting those services. Like yeah. I've always had, I've always had Netflix. Mm-hmm. They they just have they do have like a bunch of con- tons of content. Yeah. Um. Same as Hulu. Hulu has its benefits. Mm-hmm. Crunchyroll has its benefits when I need my yeah Crunchyroll and VRV. VRV. If I need my uh, my anime fix, yeah, I don't know. Pretty much, Crunchyroll and VRV are like pretty much the same thing. Only difference is like you can actually get like old Nickelodeon shows on VRV. Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, yeah, all depend. It really just all depends on your situation. But upside, that probably will happen. And then it's all you, you as a consumer. It's all it all just ends on what do you want? What do you prefer? What works for you? What works? What doesn't work for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I'd say I'd say I'd say hear what the what our what our listeners think. Like, if the streaming about the streaming bubble, like, if, is it going to burst or is it going to change or people going to get sick of it? Like, I don't know. What say you? Let us let us know what you think in the chat or in via email codexpandpodcast at gmail dot com. All right, yeah, on social media. Uh, yeah, real quick, I'm just going to turn on the PS4. I just want to have nxt on in the background because yeah are you already used to like checking you <laughs> turning your head next yeah and that's a bit is the tv on uh no it isn't oh okay <laughs> but yeah man so you got a main topic for us carl yes yeah, so um for those who if you're not on if you're on social media or not on social media i'm sure you probably heard this phrase it's called uh who I would bring to the cookout. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a term that's basically saying, like, you know, usually game geared towards, you know, white people who, you know, who got a little bit of black in them, got a little bit of soul in them. If you was to bring them to a cookout, which is, you know, I guess you could say it's basically in any culture, but in black culture, it's a big, you know, it's a big thing. You know, everybody comes in, they eat. They fellowship, dance, and you know, it's just an all-around good time. Mm-hmm. And it's usually, you know, that's big for us, and you know, in the black community. Yeah. So this uh, this week we're gonna go with certain comic book characters, certain video game characters, etc. Mm-hmm. Who you would invite to the cookout? Okay. Yeah, that should be interesting. People, comic book characters, we'd invite to the cookout. Ooh. Yeah, you want to kick us off? Um, I'll probably start with Tony Stark. 
<laughs> Tony Stark. Um, I just think that he does have some soul in him and all that. He ain't worried about eating like extra healthy because when he got captured, what was the first thing he wanted? Oh, a cheeseburger. There you go. Oh, and what served at the cookout? Cheeseburgers. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get we'll definitely give them one. We'll give them the ribs. We'll give them the collard greens and the potato salads and all that. And all. I'm not trusting him on making any potato salad or Jarvis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they'll probably like, you know, at a they'll blend it up basically. No, there won't be no raisins in this one. <laughs> no, no. Man. But you'll probably you'll probably do very well in a high staff in a high stakes game of spades. Oh, yeah. Tony Stark knows how to talk shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. To start it off, yeah, I, I would throw Tony Stark into the cookout. Okay. Yeah, that's a interesting choice. Um, I guess for me, I would put... Uh, I'd invite Captain America really? to the cookout. Yeah, because Captain America, you know, he's a guy who... Uh, he's all about He's all about freedom, but like, but he's woke. You know, he's not he's not the rah rah jingoistic, you know, miracle fuck yeah. No. Nah. <laughs> he's 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 not that. Like, even though that's what his image would clearly communicate to someone who, you know, someone who would think otherwise. But yeah, Captain America, like he's a guy, he's a hero who's like, you know, very woke, if you will, for lack of a better word. He's all about the the common man. He's all about uh He's all about calling out the government on their shit, you know, when they're violating people's rights and freedoms. Um, and and even even the film version, especially like Chris Evans, like Chris Evans, who's the was the perfect actor to play Captain America, because like, man, you know, Chris Evans in real life is what Captain America embodies. He's a woke dude. He's very much, very much about being progressive and, you know, very much about inclusion and that's you can't ask for a better person to play Captain America. So you know what? I would invite Captain America and Chris Evans to the cookout. They definitely deserve it. You, you know, you learned a lot of that from Sam Wilson, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, you know, probably. Yeah, I didn't give credit where it's due. I suppose. All right. You know what I would invite? Who? Peter Quill. Oh, oh God! Really? Star Lord. Yep. Hmm. Based on his taste in music alone. I mean, stuck in the 80s. <laughs> you know, 70s, 80s. Listen, I know my fa- I DJ my family's cook my family cookouts. <laughs> Peter Quill got some soul to him. Yeah, I mean he's got he's got good taste. I, I would probably let him DJ it. I mean, of course, I would have to teach him how to use two turntables, you know, mm-hmm. and a mixer. But I, I think he would. I, I think he would be able to. I think he can pull it off. I think. He, I think he would be able to rock a party. Hmm. I mean. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, like Peter Quill, Star Lord. I'm gonna have to put a question mark on that just for the. Just for the shit that he pulled in Infinity War. Oh, you still pissed off on him for that? Yeah, because like, like the Avengers would have could have saved themselves so much trouble if Peter Quill had had stopped being an immature hothead just for two seconds. Because they almost pulled like Tony they Stark almost. and Spider Man. They almost pulled the damn gauntlet off. You know, I came, almost. I came across something interesting about that. Reverting back to you know, going off subject a little bit. Yeah. So. You remember in Infinity War with Doctor Strange's um, portal 
cut off. I forgot the. I forgot his name, but one of the children of Thanos he cut off his hand. Yeah. You know, Doctor Strange could have just done that since the whole thing revolved around Thanos's hand. Oh shit! What? <laughs> That's all he had to. Do. He could have summoned. Wow. Yep. yep. Well, yeah. C- clearly, they didn't think everything through. I mean, like they were in the moment, so like they couldn't have like thought of everything. I mean, so it's understandable, but okay. I, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Doctor Strange slack because like it was a high pressure moment. They were fighting the the Mad Titan, so you know something had to give. Like you know, I can understand like some judgment, some lapses of judgment. But damn it, Peter Quill, he 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 can he can have somebody bring out a plate to him, half a plate actually, half a plate. But he ain't getting in the cookout. Big macaroni, uh, a big macaroni and cheese. No, the, the full meal, the full meal on the side dish. Like, give him a side dish of mac and cheese. <laughs> give him, a, give him a side dish and maybe like half a piece of cornbread. That's what he gets. Yeah, that that that's that, that's him. That's him right there. But here's the thing with Doctor Strange, he saw over 14 million ways. That couldn't have been two. That could have been two. Like, hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, even so, even so, four, <laughs> four, four, 14 million, yeah, yeah, Peter Quill's going to fuck up in all of them somehow. Yeah, just just through his Peter Quillness. <laughs> What's happening, Gabe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, hey, Cousin yeah. Mary. <laughs> hey, welcome to the chat, people. So, uh, okay, yeah. I, I, would, I would go, I still would go with Star Lord, though. Just, Give him some DJ, you know, put him behind the turntables. Okay. Okay. Um. Let's see. Who else? Who would I invite to the cookout? <sighs> you know what? And this might be a unique one. I'm going to invite Green Arrow to the cookout. Really? Yeah. Oliver. You, you're going to have to explain that one soon. Yeah, Oliver Queen, uh, Green Arrow. He's like the uh, the 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 proud social justice warrior of the DC universe um, in in the comics. And you know he's he's all about he, yeah he's a rich white dude. He's all about he's like he's like a cooler version. He's like Iron Fist, except if Iron Fist was cool and relatable. <laughs> that guy alone. <laughs> um, like, like, uh, like, like Green Arrow. He's he's well meaning. He's progressive, uh, but also. Um, there are times where his privilege does kind of give him blinders. Like he'll think that like he knows the answers, but then it's like he'll put his foot in his mouth sometimes. But it's okay because like at least he's trying. At least at least he knows when to, you know, when when to when to cut loose and when to ask questions, when to listen. You know, he he knows like like he knows he means well. You know, he 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 might say something that may be a little off putting, but it's like, eh, hey, you know what, you know what. You know, you're cool peoples in the end, you know, and that's more than we can say for some. I feel like you would have to. I feel like you would have to have have the "Why can't I say it?" conversation with him you, you prob- in 2019. You, you you probably would, uh, but 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 he'll get he'll get it, and I think that you know, he'll he'll uh, you know, he'll he'll chill out. He'll he'll be mellow. You know, he'll be like he'll he'll be cool. He'll be cool. He'll be down. He'll be down for the cause. Okay. So. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna invite Green Arrow uh, uh, to the to the cookout, and if he says something out of turn, you know, th- don't hold it against him. 
I mean, he 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 won't be so dumb as to drop the N word though. Uh, no. All right. I'm gonna take it to the wrestling tip. You know who I'm inviting? Who? Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, HBK. He speaks jive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, I, I would think Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels definitely. Uh, I just think that he's his sense of humor enough, and especially like now, mm-hmm. especially like he's a born again Christian, and with my family, you know, they're, I'm from a Christian house, you know, Christian family stuff. Oh, he'll fit in just fine. Adrian, I still got your shirt. Don't worry about it. <laughs> wow. Oh, you borrowed it from him, right? Yeah. So you yeah. can wear it. Yeah, you still, you still you still haven't given it back to him. Yeah, I just haven't seen him in a while. I haven't seen him since. Yeah, if We've I was been in touch, but we just haven't really seen him since. Mm. Yeah, Adrian, like I wouldn't I wouldn't get that Nia shirt back from Carl if I were you, because you know how you know how big of a fan Carl is of Nia. So, <laughs> you know, make it. Now, a- I ask, honestly, my girl's daughter, whose name is Nia, she wore it just because Nia, Nia, Jackson, yeah. Nia Jax, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for some reason my password's not working on the network, but I'm gonna have to try after the podcast. Oh, that's always fine. But but yeah, you know, um, you know. Oh, speaking of speaking of Nia Jax, um, uh, her 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 cookout privileges are revoked. She's not. She's she's dis, she's disinvited uh, yeah, to the cookout. Ain't. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's disinvited because you know she botched. She'll she'll probably botch the grill. She'll probably. Uh, She'll probably injure somebody by accident, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nia, Nia gets no privileges. She'd be at mine. Of, co- of course she would, you th- So thirsty. Yeah, you damn right. Let me be thirsty. It's, it's much more fun when Kyle's here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. HBK? HBK, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, speaking of wrestlers, uh, Michael Colt. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> No, definitely not. And you talk about Nia botching. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who would I invite to the cookout? Um, dang. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Jeez, man. So so many I could invite. Uh, you know what? I'm going to invite Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano, uh, to the cookout. Done. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Gargano, you know, Johnny Wrestling, Johnny former, formerly Johnny Champion, Johnny Johnny Badass, Johnny NXT, Johnny Grand Slam, call him what you will. Johnny video games on up, up, down, down. Yep. Uh the the, the dude is awesome. I mean, I mean, y- y- how can you how can yeah, you Yeah, you gotta love him. Yeah. Y- I, I play his I play his music. Yeah. Just because it's so happy. It is. It's, that's like a prime baby face theme he has. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Johnny Gargano, and you know what, Tommaso Ciampa, you know, you you, you got to invite him in too because he's just he's just that damn cool. And I think that somehow, I mean, Tommaso Ciampa, he, he would roast everyone in, in the dozens, or or in the or in what what, what do you call it? What's that? Not the it was another name for the dozens. You call, you mentioned it earlier. Snaps. Uh, snaps. Yeah, uh, Tommaso Ciampa would definitely like make a lot of people cry even because because of because of, of his heel heat. Yeah. yeah. So I'd invite those two. All right. Um, this is one of the subject of wrestlers coming. Wrestlers coming to the cookout. Stone Cold. Of course. Yeah. Stone Cold. Swig a beer for the working man. Yeah. It's just he's that. He's from Texas. He's a redneck and redneck. 
difference. There's certain differences, but rednecks and black folks are very much the same. Well, all black folks or a certain kind of black, like like southern black folks, perhaps. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of southern southern uh, traditions and stuff have came from up came up up north. But um, mm-hmm. I got you, Reed. You know where. But um, I think there's a lot. I mean, I, I think he, he he would just fit in just perfectly. Hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, this is how the white man runs the football. Well, he, okay, he, he's not going to be not. Not his character from the longest yard. Oh, right. Definitely not that. <laughs> but, like, I think he can put. I'm talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Or, um, what's the name of the damn show? Oh. We, in, is it his reality show? Yeah. Oh, I forget. Like, I don't know, Bionic Regneck Challenge? I don't know. No, it's no, not, um, not a smoke, Broken Skull Challenge. The, the one he has out now. Was it like the Steve Austin experiences? Oh, you're talking about the podcast? No, not the no, not the podcast. It's a show that comes on after Raw. I have no idea. So now I got but, but yeah, Steve Austin definitely definitely a cookout, man. He he'd fit right in. And you're talking straight about straight up Steve Austin. Straight up Steve Austin, okay. Yeah, and Steve Austin, you know, definitely uh would you say one of definitely one of the greatest of all time, fuck Hogan. But um He was on the Bernie Mac show? Steve Austin? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was. There were like a random cameo. He is definitely invited to the the cookout (laughs) if he hung out with the late, great Bernie Mac. Oh, yeah, man. Paul Arzola is in the chat. What's up, Paul? Yeah. Uh, And and speaking of cookout, and you know, this this goes without saying, but, you know, just to throw it out there, Ric Flair. He's Oh, yeah. Hands down. I mean, Ric Flair is like he, he's not. He he goes. He transcends wrestling. He is a pop culture legend, a global icon, national treasure. Like hip hop pay, pays respects to Ric Flair, particularly Pusha T. So Migos, Migos, um, a bunch of other rappers I can't think of. Um, Rick Ross, Bose, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure Kendrick Lamar probably referenced him some, somehow, somewhere. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Ric Flair's last wedding, he came out to Ric Flair and drip. Nice. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Like, Ric Flair, he's, yeah, he's definitely, like, he's not only part, part of the, invited to the cookout, he's also, like, manning the grill. That's how deep entrenched he is. Oh, and if you want to talk manning the grill, then Jim Ross. Oh, yeah. JR's barbecue, barbecue sauce. sauce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I have to order that and actually like try a recipe. I would, I would, man. I heard, I heard a lot of great things about Jr.'s barbecue sauce. All right, let me see. So, damn, it's back to me now, isn't it? Yeah. Well, no, back to you because I just said Jr. Well, I said Ric Flair. Okay. Yeah. Who, who would I invite to the con? Han Solo. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Han Solo. He he would definitely fit in that lovable scoundrel. Yeah, <laughs> you just can't help but love him. You probably have to teach him ways of the culture and stuff. You know, teach him that once you walk in, well, for one, teach him you gotta bring something. Uh, you gotta freaking always acknowledge the matriarch of the family. Uh, you know, you gotta do all that. You know, you may have to teach him all that. You know, the rules, the surviving, the rules to survive a black barbecue. But if you once you teach him. Got it. 
Well, fun fact about Han Solo, in the Marvel Star Wars comic, he has a secret wife who happens to be black. Finn. <laughs> yeah. What's up? I'm just saying. There's a Finn, there's a Finn origin. There's some that's... That could be tied to Finn for a Finn origin story. Oh. Well, well, Finn is... Uh, well, he's definitely 100% black. You know? Oh, the character, like... Yeah. It's been explained? I mean, because because of because of because of you know if if Han Solo was his was his dad, then you know that'd be way too way too contrived. And plus, he'd end up looking like Steph Curry, you know, black white, you know. So there's that. Uh, hmm. Who else would I invite to the cookout? Uh, if we can get back to fictional characters. Uh, I will say who's not invited to the cookout. Oh, Jesus. Iron Fist. Leave that man alone. Danny Rand. He can sit his ass home. I think I'll probably invite him to just be like, he's learning. Nah. And, he, like, and you're just too... Have you even read an Iron Fist comic? Nope. I'm sure the comics are way better, better than the show. Yeah, so don't, don't, really, don't just go by the show. No, I'm talking about like the, the show version, the, the Netflix version of Iron Fist. He can sit, he can sit home with his kale smoothie by himself, watching, watching black porn on Pornhub. That's that's how far he can go. But that, I think no. yeah, no, I think he was starting to come along. Luke Cage was teaching him. Luke Cage and Misty Knight was teaching him a bit. So I mean, let's mm. give him that. Nah, nah I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm you're not quick to give him that. I will say. Oh wait, you still saying who who is not? But yeah, who is your, who is? I'm gonna invite Jessica Jones. You son of a bitch! I was literally about to say that. <laughs> I mean, Jessica Jones. I mean, you know, of course, she had a fling with Luke Cage in the comics. They have a kid together. Yeah, married. Yep, married, married with a with a kid, a daughter, and you know, Jessica Jones. Uh, she definitely she's one who takes who suffers no fools. Um, you know, she can go head up with any old school old school black person because you know how like your your old school you know how old school black people are like your aunts and uncles your even your parents who they just they just they just have no filter they just talk shit and you know they just go in they're just completely harsh and uh i'm at the age where i can tell them yeah fuck off you know because you know that i mean i mean all all that all that shit you know really gets under my skin personally but uh because you know it's like Man, you know, you have why, 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 why are you talking all that shit? Why? Because, because you're, because you're marginalized, and you know, you don't have that much power, so you gotta take it out on somebody. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at it too deeply, but I think Jessica Jones, I think Jessica Jones can can can, can throw it right back into some old school black person's face and be like, "Yo, man, go fuck yourself. Don't talk to me like that." All right, all right. You went yeah. to a dark place real quick. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. You did. You went to a dark place. Let's bring yeah. it back. Yeah, take a breather. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Oh, damn. Who would I invite to the black? Phil Coulson. Oh yeah, Agents of Shield. He, yes. You just. He's just so. I mean, he's very straightforward, but I think in a t- in there have been moments where he's like really mad, chill, and mad mellow, and I'm like, you know what? You just you Phil, you I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he—he's the type of dude who like he's, like he's hardworking, like he's behind the scenes and he's humble. He doesn't—he doesn't call attention to himself. He ha- yeah, he has that humble. Yeah, he lets the work speak for itself. Yes, and you and you and you, and you give him his props. 
You know, I mean, as long as you don't bring up Tahiti, the Tahiti project, you good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Phil, yeah, Phil Coulson, definitely. Oh yeah, yeah, Phil Coulson. Yep, uh, he's he's up there uh, to the cookout. Um, let me see, who else would be at the cookout? I'm gonna say Hellboy. Ron Perlman's, Ron oh, Perlman's God, Hellboy. Like, uh, Ron Perlman's Hellboy because I heard that the David Harbour, Harbour movie was trash. Trash. Which I, I'm going to see eventually because I want to see how trash it is. Uh, some things are so bad that you just have to see it. Yeah. But Ron, Perlman, Ron Perlman's Hellboy, I mean, Ron Perlman himself, he's just cool as a cucumber. Like, he's one of the coolest people out there. Like, like he's just a dude who, like, you can tell... He just has, you can tell, like, he has some stories that he can tell. And, like, you just, like, hang on to every word. And Ron Perlman, he's, like, one of those, like, one of those actors that, like, you know, when you see him in something, it's like, yeah, I want to, I'm, I'm going to stick around for this. Like, Blade Two, he played one of the main villains. He was yeah. really cool in that. But, yeah, Hell, Ron Perlman's Hellboy, I mean, I mean, first of all, he can, he can take the heat because he's, he's there, you know. He can, he can, like. He's been to hell. He's been. He's a- gonna take you know, whatever you can dish. Oh yeah, and uh, you know I'm I'm pretty sure like uh, whatever whatever he throws on the grill is gonna be slamming. So there's that too. All right, Deadpool. Hmm? You think Deadpool will be too wacky for the cookout? Everybody has that wacky family member. And he and he he will be there for comedic purposes. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, 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 yeah. And he loves black people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on now, you see how much shit he gave he gave Cable for killing black Tom Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you racist! It's like, but he's a white dude and he's Irish. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm not a racist. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, like, he's a big fan of Salt and Pepper. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And DMX. And DMX. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just imagine those those three in the same room. <laughs> I mean, well, DMX. I mean, as long as he's not high, you know, on crack, you know. Have DMX lead the prayer. Oh God! <laughs> Can you imagine how that would go? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that would be funny. He's just sitting there like. I would invite. I'd invite Morgan Freeman to the so he can narrate the barbecue. Hmm. Oh. No, how no? Why not Morgan Freeman? If you want to narrate a black barbecue, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> oh, there'd be too many motherfuckers in there. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm perfectly, I'm perfectly fine. Oh man, oh man, oh, dang. Let's see. Uh, to the cookout, man. Uh, hmm. Dang. Who who else would I invite to the to the cookout? Hmm. I'm gonna invite. Well, going going back to wrestlers, I'm gonna invite Becky Lynch. Yeah. 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 Becky Lynch, someone whose Twitter game is on fire. <laughs> Whose Twitter game do you like better, Becky Lynch or Big E's? Oh, Big E. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Biggie is just a character. He's a national freaking trash. <laughs> oh, Florida man. Yeah. I have it. I have his on alert. Wow. That's, all, that's, <laughs> that's how good he is. Hey, man. Yeah. 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 Becky Lynch. I mean, she's the man. Um, I mean, yeah, she's definitely down. You, you got to invite. I, I think Becky Lynch, she looks like the type of white woman who does season her food. I think she knows a thing or two about seasoning. I would hope so. Yeah. It's a rarity. That would be such a bad, that would be such a letdown. Yeah. That would be a huge letdown. It's just like, yeah, I made some macaroni. I made some baked potatoes. I'm like, no, you did it, Becky. Yeah, I wouldn't have her bring her. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have her make anything just on account of her name. Well, I will say that this is one Becky who you can trust, and yes, she does happen to have good hair. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I was waiting for that one too. <laughs> but yo, know, speaking of mac and cheese, though, I'll say like one. No. You're not gonna let that go. Oh, oh no, 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 oh, no! I, the, the 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 poll is the poll is is what it is. But I'm gonna say like there's one place that has the wackest blandest mac and cheese i've ever tasted but sadly they have good sandwiches though but their mac and cheese uh bowl negative 10 out of 10 it's uh it's at uri is there's, there's, there's this place in the emporium called the roadhouse r-h-o-d-e okay and they have really good sandwiches really good wraps and their waffle fries are a1 but their macaroni and cheese bowl I don't understand how you can have uh you can have like they make it like a like a shepherd's pie blend how you can have macaroni and cheese on top you have the 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 gravy and mashed potatoes in the middle you've got the ground beef at the bottom and not a one of those ingredients has any flavor it tastes like nothing I don't know how the roadhouse managed to achieve this you have four different foods, no flavor. It tastes blander than vanilla paper. It tastes blander than communion communion wafers, son. I even put some hot sauce, some some hot peppers on there, some salt, nothing. It didn't even help. That shit made me furious. Jay White bland? Blander than Jay White. Makes Jay White look like Okada. You know, makes Jay White look like Ricochet. Makes Jay White look like Velveteen Dream. Makes Jay White look like Sunny Kiss. That's how bland the fucking macaroni and cheese at the Roadhouse was. Oh my God. Listen, people, if you happen to be at URI and you're in the mood to get some food and you're at the Roadhouse, get their sandwiches, get their wraps, get their fries, get their waffle fries, but stay away. From their mac and cheese bowl. That shit is whack. I am so mad at myself for spending money on that shit. How much was it? It was like seven bucks. God damn! It was like seven, seven and change. Like, I, I, I am mad at myself. Like, I'm thinking... That shit was why people calibrated. Uh, hey, we all have our purchasing... <sighs> we all have our purchasing blunders. But, yeah. oh... Okay, I I have a white person, and I'm going old school wrestling on this Mm. one. Kevin Von Erich. Wow, that is old school. That's vintage. Texas, man. Texas. Texas, world-class championship wrestling. Texas, man. Dallas Sportatorium. Texas. Mm. Yeah. His wife's name is Pam, just like my mama. 
Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Sentimental value. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, Let me see. Corey Graves. Nah, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, he would not. I would bring him just so we can roast him. Oh, man. You you hurt that boy's feelings. Okay. I mean, as long as you have Sasha Banks there to kind of roast him because, like, apparently he talks so much shit about Sasha Banks for no 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 good reason. I don't know why. We just need to be roasted. We, doing it. we did enough in Wrestle Fantasy Warfare when he had that haircut. Oh, yeah. And I just I caught that perfect shot right there. And stay thirsty, my friends. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know how you know who I would invite to the cookout? Kurt Angle. <laughs> Even though Kurt Angle has said, and I quote, during a promo on SmackDown when he was in WWE, he said, I don't like the black people. And the fans still cheered him because they rather cheered for him than John Cena at the time. And, you know, and, you know, there was a whole, the whole storyline where he was like uh, perving after Booker T's wife, Charmel, talking about bestiality sex. But, you know, and, 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 and have Jason Jordan now. <laughs> oh, yeah. My black son. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're going to dis, okay. You're going to disagree with this one. But judging on account of his like inner circle, I, I would, I would invite him. JBL. JBL. He's best friends with Ron Simmons, Teddy Long, and all that. He's a loudmouth Texan and all that. I think, especially like with my family and some of like my relatives, I think they would have a blast with him. So yeah, JBL. John Bradshaw Layfield is banned from the cookout. <laughs> from your cookout. <laughs> The first of all, the guy the guy is a known bully. Um he he's he's a Fox News Republican. Uh the the, the this is John, John Politics J, aside, yeah. JBL is the type of dude that would say all lives matter. JBL's the type of dude that would say blue lives matter. JBL is a type of dude. He's a type of dude that would put walnuts and craisins in the potato salad. No, we will not allow him to bring anything. Okay, yeah. Um, and we will stay, and we will, just like we always do in our family, we clearly stay away from politics. Okay. It's all about good times. And we know good and hell well, if he hung out with Ron Simmons, mm-hmm. Teddy Long, mm-hmm. oh my God, the road stories would be ridiculous. Oh, they would be. Especially Teddy Long. He had some stories, especially about Tony Atlas. Jesus. Yeah. I do. Okay. There was him and uh, he actually did tell the story. Tell the story when I met Ron Simmons. He did tell the story like him and JBL like got out of a got out of a ticket mm-hmm. just because of the fact that they were wrestlers and stuff. And I'm just like, man, you know what? That's uh, JL the type of dude who put raisins in your potato salad. <laughs> Hopefully, he's talking about Vic's potato salad. <laughs> no, we wouldn't let him. We wouldn't let him make the thing. And he's southern, so he kind of knows better. I mean, JBL looks like he dropped the N-word every now and then. I got cousins who will check him on that one. I mean, while he's sober, mind you, not drunk. He can't even use alcohol as an excuse. Uh, well, and I got cousins who will check him on that. <laughs> okay, good. So Get- it's like, yeah, trust me, I thought this through. <laughs> okay. While you was going through yours, I thought this through. But JBL, I think like he, in a way, he's one of us, too. Oh, and I got another one, too. So go ahead. Okay. 
Um, let me see. Uh, well, this is a posthumous one, R.I.P. Um, if he was still alive, you know what? Roddy Roddy Piper, man. Do you... Really? Oh, yeah. I gotta, I gotta invite Roddy Piper to the cookout because, you know, they live with Keith David, one of the most fun sci-fi movies of the 80s. And Roddy Piper, you know what? Minus the whole blackface thing he did that uh, one okay. time. Okay, you, you, you knew I was gonna say that when I made that face. Yeah, yeah, minus that. I think Roddy Piper is down for the cause. I, I think that he would he would definitely fit in. I mean, because Roddy Piper, he's a dude he can. I mean, he can talk smack. He's one of the best promo dudes in history. Um, and you know what? He's he's just too cool for school, man. It's like he's one of those dudes like you just want to sit down and crack a beer with him and just listen to him tell stories. Like, God damn it, he was gone too gone taken from us way too soon. But okay. Roddy Piper, one. man, I got one. Mr. Doot 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 himself, Michael P.S. Hayes. No. Yes. Oh. Yes. Trust me. Michael did his time for, you know, for what he said to Mark Henry. And he made sure. And one thing I respect about Michael, he made sure, like, Michael Hayes, like, I mean, that Mark Henry, like, forgave him and stuff. Like, he... He took his time. He did. He did what he had to do. So sometimes, you know, you gotta just. You can't always hold grudges. You gotta let. You got. You gotta learn to let go. Let live. Let You know. Let go and forgive. And he's been. He's been pretty good ever since. I mean, I, I've heard some good story. I've heard some good stories about him and all that. And you can't if you're into that southern, Easter suits style. His suit game is on point. I disagree. His suit game is tacky as fuck, yeah, it's though. It's like, it's that bright. That's why I said, if you're into the Southern style, bright colored church suits, church suit style that my father is, and some of my <laughs> other family members, me personally, I tried it. There is a picture of it. And I mean, I can't do it no more. But I, I think Mr. Doot, Doot, Doot himself. Uh, he he's earned my he's earned my forgiveness. I mean, Michael P. He still rocks that Confederate flag though on his clothes and whatnot. Not really? He's always wearing the damn suits and a fanny pack. I don't know, man. Like Michael P. S. Hayes, he's definitely that type of dude to be like who who would say, "Hey, I'm not racist. I screwed a black girl once." Like r- really? He, he probably I probably quoted Michael P. S. Hayes verbatim. He probably said that at some point. Hey, you have a Von Eric. You have to have, exactly. Paul, see, Paul's right there too. If you have a Von Eric, you have to have a Freebird. Uh, I mean, can't we make the exception though? I mean, do do we? Because ha- they're rivals, right? Yeah. I mean, can't we just say that the Von Erics won, and then we just like keep the P.S. Hayes out? I mean, I don't know, the Freebird. I mean, how about the other two Freebird? I don't know about them, but how about I don't know. How about them and not? I don't There's know. only two Freebirds left. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just him and Jimmy Garvin. Jimmy Garvin's definitely coming. Okay, I would put both of them there. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you what, Michael P.S. Hayes, he can st- he can stay like like in the car, and then you bring him a plate. Nah, nah. Michael, Michael, will come. Michael, will come. <laughs> Michael, will come. Because uh, you know what, them world class stories are amazing. Mm. Especially the one that he told that when they got when they got inducted to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. When they freaking got shot, when they got shot at. Oh yeah, and then, but, and then um, 
Me and Terry uh, Bam Bam. He's like, he's like, my Bam Bam, doot doot. Why are you la- Why are you laughing, doot doot doot? <laughs> First of all, he's never said doot doot doot. It's just Bruce Bruce Pritchard explained it. He's like, he never. He's like, why do you always say doot doot doot? I never said doot 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 my entire life. It's like when you kind of walk and everything, it sounds like you just kind of go doot doot doot. <laughs> but um, he was like, yeah, Bam Bam was laughing. He's like. Why he's like, why are you laughing? Cause he missed. <laughs> I'm like, but in the way he told that story, you mean to tell me that wouldn't be the life of Oh, that that shit had me rolling actually. Yeah, I freaking died. I had no live tweet. I was like, that shit was funny. It was. No, it sounds like you just gotta bring the old, the wrestlers just for the story. I always say t- wrestlers tell the best stories. Hmm. Oh, they, they certainly do. Uh let me see. I think we'll add uh, one more to the mix. Yeah, I got one more too. Um, hmm, one more person I would uh, invite to the cookout. Dang, let me think. Let me think about this one. Oh man, because there's so many good ones. I think I'm. A, I think I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna do an actor one. Uh, you know, I think I think he's I think he's been to the cookout already. But you know what? I'm going to invite Robert De Niro. He has a black family. <laughs> like, what the hell? He's been there. He's been there. Well, he's uh, well, now divorced. Yeah, they're now divorced, but I mean. But, you know, I think he's with a black son with another black woman. Robert De Niro loves black women. Good for him. And you know what? That's great <laughs> he taste. Loves so black women. So thumbs up. So he's, he's, an, he's already an honorary member. So yeah. uh, <laughs> let me see. Um, dang. Who? I got a fact check. Yeah, who who else would I invite? Um, RDJ. Well, you said Robert Downey Jr. Well, I, technically, I said Tony Stark. Tony Stark, yeah. Um, hmm. Hey, you know what? Why not? I'll, I'll invite uh, Mark Ruffalo. You know, I was gonna say that one too, Mark yeah. Ruffalo, like like Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner, yeah. even Professor Hulk, like. Yeah, Professor Hulk. Yeah. Dad. <laughs> it's like take, take it's like it's like like take the goddamn phone. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Mark Mark Ruffalo's a Professor Hulk. Uh either either one did definitely cuz Mark he's he's a, he's a, he's just like really cool as a cucumber, too cool for school. Um yeah, he definitely he definitely gets gets invited to cook out. Um I was going to say Scarlett Johansson, but with the whole like, oh, like, oh, I should play anything, and then you know, Scarlett Johansson played an Asian, a whitewashed Asian character in Ghost in the Shell, and you know, the, all the memes after Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson said that, oh, oh, you know, I should be, I should play any any race, any tree I want. So can you imagine like Scarlett Johansson in the Michelle Obama story, starring starring Scarlett Johansson as Michelle Obama? Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, ScarJo, you're a good actress, but. You have your cookout privileges revoked. But Rob Mark, okay. Mark Buffalo, you're in. All right. My last one will be Benjamin Grimm. Ben Grimm? Yep. The Thing? Yep. Well, you know, Fantastic Four, the movie, he had Malisha Masters played by Kerry Washington. Washington. Yeah, exactly. He's got that jungle feet. Why not? Why not? And then the way he talks and stuff is like, you know what? You just fit right in, man. Just get on in there. Yeah. Yeah, the thing, Ben Grimm's clobbering time. Exactly. Yeah. About to clobber the clobber these ribs. Yeah. 
Yeah. That, that's exactly what he said. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> oh, this is cool. Yeah. Oh, this is all right. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Got I a really lot of- did enjoy listening back to our comic book draft last week, man. That was yeah. just fun. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Shout outs to Kilvin Burgos. Yeah, he had some good picks. Oh, okay. He- Kilvin, I know you're listening. I'm still waiting on that symbiote Joker. Oh, that would be dope. Yeah. Speaking of Joker, man, October fourth, man, October fourth. Yeah, we're already that's... going to see. It. Yeah, we're already going to see that. Yeah, I'm telling people, like you know, I know Kyle. Kyle had some. Kyle's reserved. He's reserved about it, but I'm gonna say it. It's definitely way already better than Jared Leto. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, it's Walking Phoenix though. Like Walking Phoenix can just turn on crazy like that. Oh yeah, like... and I'm sure his laugh won't be. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh. Look at my smile tattoo of the grin on his hand. Oh, God, that is awful. Yeah, I was my fact. I went to yeah. when I went to my, to get my weekly um my weekly pickups. Mm. Reagan was like, you know, there was a good one that I and that he's like, none of you guys mentioned this. He's like, but I thought you should have picked him up. Yeah, what's that? Preacher. I've heard a lot by Garth Garth Ennis, right? Yeah, I think that would be a great image work. I've I've thought about reading it. I'm, I'll probably, I think the library has one of our local libraries has a copy of the graphic novel. Might might be might be volume two, but I'll, I I've always wanted to read it. I heard a lot of good things about the show too. Yeah, and now it's over. Yeah. You know what else is getting ready to end? Oh, what? Empire. Wow! Finally, <laughs> shit. Hey, at least they're not dragging it out like The Walking Dead. Oh, but, Jesus. Yeah, no. But no, I, are you, no. you still kept up with Empire? Nah, nah. Once we went to Wednesdays, that was it. Yeah. And plus, like, you know, after Juicy Smoulier ruined everything. With his <laughs> I'm not going to discredit the entire show just because of him, but I'm just like, yeah, Juicy Smoulier. I don't think anybody in the book community, I don't think anybody's <laughs> going to call him by his real name anymore. He is now Juicy Smoulier. <laughs> Yeah, especially especially that BS he pulled about yeah. that being fake attacked. <laughs> Fucking do your shit, bro. Yeah. Oh, man. You ready for question of the week? Oh, yeah. All right. So question of the week it was. I know, yeah. Speaking of the cookout, yeah. Marlon Brando and Al Pacino, absolutely. Oh, yeah. We all want it. We all want them Scarface Coke stories. Yeah. Al Pacino, one of the greatest of all time. And, and, well, Marlon, and Marlon Brando, R.I.P. So, um, what three action movie heroes would you choose to make the perfect super team? Now, I guess I didn't put, I didn't specify it enough because I try to go for characters, but everybody put their actors in. So you know, I'll bump it. Let's just get your Expendables team on. So, Mister Black, shout outs to the Jabba Tears podcast says, Chuck Norris, that's all you need. His tears can cure can his tears can cure cancer. Too bad he never cries. <laughs> oh, man. And 83 Line Forever says, Jet Li, Chuck Norris, and the Terminator himself, Arnold. Mm-hmm. And on, the, on our Facebook, Kyle Chapman says, the Chinese Connection, Bruce Lee, Denzel and the Equalizer, and Mongo from Blazing Saddles. Mm, I like that. 
Mongo winner in Game of Life. Sorry from chat. All right. Uh, so next week's question of the week, I gotta find my little list. Make up a lot of damn. I'm late. All right. What's that question of the week you got for us? <clears throat> what was the Saddest movie scene you remember? Oh man, gosh! Uh, saddest movie scene I remember. Um, what immediately comes to mind is uh, "Dancer in the Dark" uh, by Lars von Trier. That stars Bjork. Uh, that's one of John Haponik's favorite movies, by the way. That's a movie that I will never watch again because of the ending the ending the ending when bjork is like about to be hanged in prison and she's just crying and just like desperate begging them not to execute her begging for her son damn man i, I th- that that sh- that shit that scene shook me to my core man and then how that scene ended i will never watch that movie again I don't ever want to see that movie again. Okay. Fuck Dancer in the Dark. All right, Dancer in the Dark. I'm writing that down just to see if like Amazon has it. Yeah, that ending, man. Oh, and also um, the entirety of uh, Grave of the Fireflies. It's an animated, uh, anime, classic anime. That whole movie, it was sad, and that was a movie that really that actually pissed me off. I was angry when I watched that movie because of how how unrelentingly sad it was, how shitty most of the characters were to like to, the, the the two kids, and how dumb the the main character was putting his younger sister at risk because of the stupid decisions he made. I fucking hate that movie, Grave of the Fireflies, because of how sad and depressing it was. Those two movies, Grave of Grave of the Fireflies and Dancer of the uh, in the Dark, I will. I've watched them once. I will never see them again for as long as I live. I refuse to watch a scene from those movies as long as I live. Fuck those movies. Would you actually recommend them to me? No. no? D- don't don't put yourself through that. Especially Grave Grave of the Fireflies. Don't don't put yourself through that. You know, I'd probably like. You know, I'd probably still watch it and be like, "Damn, this is fucked up." Next. Yeah, because you're 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 just callous. Callous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I'm like it's just a movie. Like I'm not gonna let it affect me like that. Oh, they just I just yeah, I just probably wouldn't let it affect me like that. I'll probably say okay. One sat one of the saddest movie scenes I remember was in the first My Girl mm-hmm. when Macaulay Culkin's character died. Mm-hmm. And at the funeral, she's yeah. he's in the coffin, and he just, and um, Anna Chomsky's character was like, Mike, you can't see without his glasses, his glasses, his glasses. And they had to like hold on to her and restrain her and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it was pretty fucked up. I'm like, that's a that is a sad ass scene. Mm. That's one that really, nobody like really that scene was very sad, especially like amongst our generation. Nobody really talks about that right now. Yeah, I mean, my 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 girl was very pretty popular at the time it came out. Yeah, it was too. But I remember seeing that, and it's like, yo, he fucked up a very bad way. 
like he died, mm. like pretty fucked up. Mm. And then just that scene, I'm like, damn man, that shit hit hard. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes movies hit you in the feels that way. Yeah, I know. Avengers Endgame. Yeah, I yeah, <laughs> yes it did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a pretty depressing question of the week. It was. It was. Who knows? I'll probably might change it. <laughs> no, 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 keep it up. I like to see what other people. I, I, I predict a lot of people are going to mention like Mufasa from The Lion King. Yeah, or Ricky from Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Well, you got uh, that one's understandable. You had hope for Ricky. Yeah, man. You thought he was going to make it out, and he just. <laughs> yeah, the environment got to him. Yeah. Oh, uh, Best Man Holiday. Have you seen Best Man? Or Best Man Holiday? Yeah, I've seen both of those movies. Yeah, Best Man Holiday especially. Yeah, that that was bad. That was bad. You, you know what? There was some joy at the end. <laughs> there was joy at the end, but I will say like uh, a friend of mine, I won't I won't mention who they are, they actually laughed at the scene where Morris Chestnut broke down and cried. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> when, 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 when... I need to know who this person is. Like... I won't mention this person, but like they they broke down and started laughing at at because because they, they told me that oh Morris Chestnut has an ugly crying face. If you want to see some ugly crying faces, watch Ninety Day Fiance. Oh my God, some of these girls we just look at her. It's just like they're going through some bullshit. We're just like yo, she has an ugly ass crying face. <laughs> oh man, I mean, I mean, like. Sometimes it's a real moment. Like if if grief hits you hard, you ain't concerned about how pretty your face looks. Oh yeah, because I'm a <laughs> ugly cry. When I go, last year, this time when my grandmother like today a year ago was when we when we buried her. Mm. Came up on my uh, news feeds and all that, mm-hmm. and like I was just like, yeah, I'm a ugly cry. Like I just thought about it. And I was like, I was a ugly crier. Mm. Yeah. Like, something like that, yeah. And it takes a lot for me to cry. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot. Like, that was it. I probably... I don't see myself crying for, like, another five years or something. So, like... <laughs> well, unless the, unless the Cowboys happen to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, there will be tears. There will be some joyful tears in that one, though. And, by the way, in case you want to know... What? Panthers lost again. No surprise there. Cowboys won. Wow. And New England one too but yeah. it, it was easy it was against Miami Miami's just like they don't even care yeah <laughs> they they don't even care anymore when 33 year players want to be traded <laughs> wow. yeah oh and that tweet oh was tweet but uh, I got I got I gotta set the mood I had to set this set the mood right on this one though I think you'd probably be shocked about this one mm-hmm but I think your reaction will be. Must be a hell of a tweet. Yep. Okay, ready? Movie Pass uh, is now officially dead. Wow. As of last Saturday. Oh, man. It's, it, it's done. Well, movie pass, uh, R.I.P. We hardly knew ye. You know, I will pay some respects. You know, for for six months, I rode that wagon until the wheels fell off. From December 2017 to June 
no, to July 2018, I watched 38 movies. 38. 38 good movies on Movie Pass. Um, and you know what? I regret nothing. Movie Pass, your you had your 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 flame burned too brightly, and then it got snuffed out. Because you had a really unsustainable business model. There was no way in hell you were going to last more than a year. And it's no surprise that you lost more money than you made in profits. So, RIP MoviePass, you, you're, one, you're, you're one with the angels now. But uh, you, 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 you changed the, 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 the theater-going landscape forever. Because now you, you inspired... AMC Movie Pass or AMC uh, Stars Pass, whatever it's called. Uh, Stubbs A List, that's what it's called. Uh, Showcase Subscribe. Showcase I, about, I, I was wondering if you was going to get that one. I know. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm a subscriber to Showcase Subscribe. Oh, you are? Yeah, it's good. Oh, okay. It's good. You know, $19.95 a month, up to three movies in a 30 day period. That's, that's reasonable. Yeah, it's reasonable. It's profitable. It includes IMAX movies. Oh, okay. Yep, so. You know, thank you, Movie Pass, for uh, showing us the way to 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 theater uh, going experiences and subscription services. But uh, you flew too close too close to the sun. You were the Icarus of the theater going experience, and you had to you had to die so that the rest of us can learn from your example and grow. So, salute, Movie Pass, respect. Yeah, pour some popcorn on the floor for Movie Pass one time. So the two, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I got. It's the end of the song. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, yeah. All right, but that was good. That was a very good eulogy. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Thank you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you can find us on, uh, thank you for watching on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. You can also catch our episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and Spotify as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Email the show at codexprimepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear your thoughts. Who would you invite to the cookout? Yeah. Yeah. And give us your thoughts about the streaming service bubble as well. So um, take us on, Vic. Yeah, and uh, and uh, just so you know, uh, next Wednesday will be our last Wednesday show of the Codex Prime podcast. For after that, we're going to be moving to Tuesday nights starting October 1st because Wednesday nights is AEW. So that's we're going to be all in on that one. You see what, see what I did there? Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, so, so tune in starting October 1st, Tuesday nights. Uh, on our show same time and everything uh, but definitely tune in next Wednesday for our last Wednesday show of the podcast okay yeah and I will definitely be all in when they come to Boston too oh yeah absolutely Orange Cassidy man homecoming but uh, yeah thank you for watching thank you for listening uh, we will catch you on the flip peace out nerds Later.